I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we have a special guest, my roommate, Casey. Hello. Casey's back with us. Casey's been on quite a few episodes of ours. Oh, yeah. Um, Heartstopper, uh, Our Flag Means Death, Sense8, Spider-Man. Red, White, and Royal Blue. Red, White, and Royal Blue. Casey's going to be on a lot more book-related ones that we plan to kind of record in the future um, with our little book club that we have. Hell yeah. So uh, look forward to that this year. I got Mm -hmm. lots of opinions. (laughs) That's what we love. About a lot of things. About everything. (laughs) About everything. Um, so definitely look, uh, look forward to having more episodes with, uh, with them on there. But today we're talking about Saltburn, the new, um, um, Emerald, Emerald Fennel movie. Yeah. There we go. The sophomore Words. Emerald Fennel flick. <laughs> yes. I never saw Promising Young Woman, but I know that I would love it. You would definitely love that movie. I know I would. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is. I live for women's wrongs. Uh huh. So hard. So so hard. So yeah. But I loved this movie. I loved Saltburn. Hmm. Yeah. It's a it ride. Fun. It's a ride. It's a fun movie. I enjoyed watching it. That that is for sure. I wanted it to be a little bit more batshit. Like I was expecting it to be. Uh-huh. Like there were definitely some scenes where I was like, okay, like I was grossed out. I was definitely grossed out. But I wasn't like. I don't know. I wanted these I wanted these crazy rich people to like be crazier. I don't know. It was definitely more I wanted it to be more eyes wide shut about everything which gets quite insane and I can feel that Emerald the influences from many movies um went into making this and I think that's probably why I enjoyed it a lot like pretty much every moment of it was was just watching this weird little guy do things with this hot other guy and i love it like i mean what am i I, there's nothing to complain about that (laughs) weird little irish guy yes 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 um i loved like the like the okay well i want to know what did you two think this movie was about like under the surface of wealthy guy murders rich wealthy family steals their stuff so um, I completely had a different thought of what this movie. First of all, okay, I thought Jacob Elordi was still going to be American. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that he was going to have a British a British accent. <laughs> Are you serious? I thought okay. This this is gonna this this is what I thought this movie was about, and it was completely and utterly wrong. So, and I thought the I thought the roles were reversed. I thought Barry Keegan was the rich one, and Jacob Elordi was, like, just the naive American coming to the UK and befriending Barry Keegan and then going to see Barry Keegan's family. And and they're the crazy ones. Did you watch the trailer at any point? Um, I don't really watch trailers anymore. If I do, if I do, it's, like, a couple of seconds of it, maybe. But I really don't watch trailers anymore. I really don't. Okay. So I probably did not see this trailer, honestly. Um. So that's what I thought this movie was going to be about. (laughs) nope yeah i uh i think i thought it was this i did see the trailer and i thought it was gonna be a little bit more um in the realm of a of a thriller that had a a not just suspenseful element or murderous element but also a like supernatural element and i think that the filming was akin to that like the cinematography was so fun and so like vibrant and scary and off-putting and 
So that that was definitely like kind of why I thought it was going to be a little bit more, you know, the way Midsommar is where you kind of feel like there's this kind of supernatural element underlying this kind of cult situation. I thought that it was going to be similar to that in its kind of terrorization, Um, but I'm not upset that it wasn't. It just was a little bit less of that than I than I anticipated. Okay. See, I I remember seeing the trailer for it in one of the movies we went and saw, Emily, in the theater, but I don't remember what movie it showed before. And I immediately was like, oh yeah, that looks interesting. But I didn't really get like the, the taste for it until I started seeing people's reactions to it on TikTok mm-hmm. of being just like scarred and shocked from some of the things that happened. And then immediately I was like, oh, this is like fanfic come to life. I absolutely am going to watch this and enjoy yeah. every second of it. And then it was, like, more than that. But I also want to say, some people are very tame on the internet. And I didn't, I I really didn't think any of the shocking scenes were all that shocking. But I am Mm -hmm. a degenerate who lives on the internet. Yeah. We do read a lot of... Just me. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was particularly shocking. It's just kind of, like, especially, obviously, we're talking about one of the major scenes, which is the bathtub scene where he kind of slurps up the bath water that bathtub, the period yeah. scene, the grave scene. Yeah. It's fun. Like it's creepy. It's it, but it's also kind of like kinky. So that element yeah. was, it, it had a line. And I think the main character just kind of teetered in this line that we didn't expect him to, where he's just, He's a little bit kinky, and he's a lot of bit kinky, and then you're like, oh, this guy is actually a murderous sociopath. Um, and that's kind of the reason why I think it it had, it didn't really have to me the mystery of something, like, when when it was finally revealed that he had been lying the whole time, I kind of expected that, so to me, it, it the unveiling of who he was wasn't as shocking as, you know, because we barely knew him anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so all those, the the scenes with the bathwater and the period for, like, those two specifically, I'm of the belief that, like, Barry Keegan's character, Oliver, knew what he was doing the entire time, but those sort of things, like, where he's, like, consuming things from his victims like Mm -hmm. it it was very ritualistic like there Mm -hmm. had a deeper meaning to it because he needed to absorb them to get the power to kill them potentially yeah and like gain their wealth like that i think is like the Mm -hmm. the a big part of it um and so like if we look through it through like a lens of like essentially like mysticism um it feels very witch-like, which mm-hmm. I fucking loved. And then with the whole, like, the cinematography, yeah, absolutely beautiful. But I also think, like, the setting itself was very um, purposeful mm-hmm. because there was so much art. There was so much history. There's so much, like, just wealth that you can never just come by. Like, you don't build yourself up to that wealth. That is no. generational. Yeah. And so he needed to, like, consume parts of these people that he was going to kill so he could actually take over their lives essentially that's that's my take on it i've also seen other people talk about like how it's very allegorical for like the myth of the minotaur as well Uh uh-huh yeah at the center of the maze yes um and then somebody else said like in the scene where Oliver is talking to Rosamund Pike's character, kind of like in the field, there's a statue behind them. And it looks like the scene at the end with Oliver pulling out like the breathing tube. Yeah. And I I never yeah. got like a good photo of it to like really see it. But have you seen that? Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it it's like the, um, it's like almost like Cain killing Abel or something like that. I feel like that's kind yeah. of the the vibe. Yeah. With a rock, you know, really brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a great interpretation. I love the witchy aspect for sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just, I 
<gasps> I'm very much, I like I said, I love women's wrongs, but I also kind of just like the one-upping of everything in this movie. Like, nothing Oliver could have ever done was, he was never going to fit in. Mm-hmm. And so he just kept doing, like, the most outrageous things. Like, like in this, this the scene where they're eating, like, the shepherd's pie after um, Jacob Elordi's character dies. Yeah. And they're like, we're just going to be normal. Like, you have to eat it. And he's like, it's delicious. Whatever. Like, how outrageous do you have to be that, like, the person that you love just you murdered him and you're just eating shepherd's pie like outrageous absolutely outrageous mm-hmm. i loved it i lived mm-hmm. for it <laughs> emily I was uh, having a good time listening to both you guys talk about this movie yeah what, i just what thought it was think? fine yeah <laughs> no i, I don't agree. have any thoughts about it <laughs> no, um, i have a balance of it as well yeah i i didn't know about the minotaur the only article i read um was because i follow on Instagram, I think it's called, like, History of Cinema or something, or Cinema... I follow a couple cinema um, accounts, and one of them posted pictures of, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff of Saltburn, and then they brought up Talented Mr. Ripley, and that's w- another movie that this movie kind of uh, got inspired from, which uh, has... I think it has Matt Damon in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we haven't watched that, but... I always Jude wanted to watch Law. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm interested in watching it now because um, it sounds like Talented Mr. Ripley is is really good and kind of has like a, that similar kind of like um, murderous plot point, um, sociopath type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but sounds really interesting. I mean, the biggest the biggest draw to me to this movie was was Barry Keegan. I do love Barry Keegan. He's yep. he's a real weirdo and I love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and he's like and so handsome. Rosamund in his Pike own was way. really good. I know she's so yeah. beautiful. Oh my god, I love her. Really, really liked Rosamund oh. Pike's character. She just was. Um, I, I liked the article that I read because it kind of compared these characters to like the characters that we meet in Knives Out. Yeah, they're just kind of rich people being rich, and they're just kind of naive and just kind of weird and kind of out of it yep um in a lot of ways virginia grant especially normal people so out of the way such a weirdo yeah (laughs) yeah and i really did like the butting of heads that oliver had with um farley what's his name farley yeah Yeah. Mm. i really did like their i was waiting for i was waiting for there to be a scene between barry keegan and and uh and Jacob Elordi, and and that never happened. I thought I definitely mm-hmm. thought something was like they make out or something. Or, yeah. But but no, so I was very surprised that that didn't even happen. Um, since he seemed to be hooking up with everyone else in the house. I just had a thought too because, like you said, like Oliver and Farley were butting heads, and I think it might be because Farley doesn't actually fit in with the family. There's only room for no. one person on the outskirts, uh-huh. and it was going to be Farley, so Oliver needed to get rid of Farley. But because Farley was not part of the family, he didn't have to consume anything from Farley. He just needed to get him out of the way. Yeah. That's yeah. my thought. And also the yeah. the, the character played by um, Carrie Mulligan as well, like, she was mm-hmm. the, the, the sad case that... Mm-hmm. Rosamund Pike's character, like Elspeth, wanted to to kind of be like, Elspeth. oh, this is my sad, this is my sad friend. She's so sad. And then once Barry gets there, or Oliver gets there, she's like, oh, okay, well, he he's the new sad sack, so we don't need the yeah the other one anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the characters, these these people, um, especially Jacob Elordi, like just this family collects sad people, sad like people who need their help. They're just entertainment. To yeah. Them. Yeah. They are just people, essentially. And ooh, a power play. To... People to consume. <laughs> you and consuming. I, yeah. <laughs> what are they consuming? They're, cons- like, as entertainment. Okay. Yeah. Pastimes, right. you know, alcohol, just anything they want because they're super rich and nothing can touch them. Um, they don't have, like, any consequences and the things they say are so incredibly out of touch and it's it's very obvious what they're saying and doing is extremely out of touch um and i i expect i honestly expected jacob alordi's character to be even more out of touch to me he was yeah just a rich jock and 
yeah. in a way who, who seemed like he was who who was a little a little oblivious to things, but he seemed the most normal. Yeah, and of course there was that aspect of the fact that Oliver got with his sister, and he was like, "Well, he's my plaything. I can't, you know, I can't I can't share him with any anybody else." And there there was that whole like you could see he was jealous, but it was also maybe like maybe he's jealous because he also loves like he's in love with him too in a way. And you you really don't know. And there's that line; it's kind of like uncomfortable you're like is this something that are they really going to consummate this or are they not and they didn't but it it could have because they're like there's so many shots of them like super close really like intimate very homoerotic like this movie just that's another like reason why it's it's fun it's just because there's just like incredible gayness about this movie that's just so enjoyable to watch and you're just like please go like please do it you know and it doesn't yeah. happen but it it's great <laughs> what do you all think was the more cringy part of the movie the part with the eggs with him sending the eggs back or when they show up to his parents house oh um the egg is not hmm. so bad um i think people are riding over the egg part online I mean, a he cr- did say over scene? easy, and he got over easy. So I was a little bit confused why he was like. He's like, I can't eat runny eggs. Then why? Then did why you- did you say over easy? Like, when did yeah, you it say wasn't, that? It wasn't cringy. It was just more like annoying Awkward. that he did that because yeah. it was like you know what you ordered, and then when you got what you ordered, you said you couldn't eat that. So that was mostly annoying. Like I didn't like that part. Um, cringy to me, I was gagging at the period scene like that really i I didn't i didn't i didn't want to i didn't want to see any of that emily was like crawling into the back of the couch i was like oh "Oh, god it was not it was it didn't make me feel comfy and i had a glorious huge smile on my face i'm like yes this is the content i crave i didn't love when he had sex with the grave but I thought it was a really well done performance, and I I saw that it that was kind of improvised by Barry, but of course it was. it's like a it makes sense. So like I think it was just kind of like oh my god, he's so obsessed with Felix, he's so obsessed with him. Like we even had that kind of um, beginning, like the the be- very beginning of the movie is is just showing Felix and all of his glory and just like his hotness, um, you know, watching him have sex, watching him do everything, and. It, you kind of you understand very quickly how obsessed Oliver is with him. Um, so I think that like cringy was just kind of like, oh, okay, this is the natural progression. He's gonna have sex with his grave because he was obsessed with him. Okay, I, I know a cringy scene that uh, 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 like it was like secondhand awkwardness that I was feeling. It yeah. was when it was when like. Uh, Felix had taken him to see his parents and he basically knew that he was a liar. So like they were kind of estranged at that point. And then when Felix is dead and, and Barry Keegan is like, or Oliver's like clinging to Elsbeth. Yeah. Basically to stay there. And, um, Richard E. Grant's character is like, you You should probably go. Mm. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, Oh, I can't, I can't leave Elsbeth when she's like this. And I was like, Ooh, like I was oh yeah. god I was so uncomfy I was like oh please leave like it was oh he was like freaking me out at that point I was like oh god you need to leave yeah okay that's fair <laughs> that was that was the scene that yeah. really it gave me shivers I was like oh god he I'm gave right him right so much money that he could like survive until you know today like till 2020 or 2021 and like that's when he could go back and cut you know find his way back into getting with with Elsbeth in the end. So it was just like the longest long game, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He, like, he, he still had plans in place, which is fucking wild that he just didn't give up, that he wasn't happy with that. Like, he just, he hungers for the castle. <laughs> he wants to consume the castle. I uh, mean, that's what Farley the music- said too. Yeah. Yeah. The music in this movie. Fun. slapped yeah so good it's it's great i love I like that that, song. that murder on the dance floor song and also the <laughs> so all of good. the, so the 2000 yeah. you know is it 2006 like all the 2006 mo- songs i mean it's like it's a great time to have a movie there's some 
really good nostalgia in here that we we listen to all this stuff and it, it's just like oh i love this song i love this song you know mr brightside was in it that cost like the most to to get the rights for and it was only in it for like 10 seconds um yeah. really yeah mr brightside <laughs> yes because it's like really expensive i mean think about think about that That's it's crazy yeah um so it definitely like added the, the elegance but also the reality to to the movie like they were reading harry potter and the seventh harry potter which is the version that i have like i literally brought it back with me from london when i went in like 2007 i was like i have to get mm. this <laughs> this version and it's the one that i took out of my storage unit last week from my parents storage unit to like bring here to and like i was watching the movie and it's like on my shelf and i was like Oh my gosh, I just I just got that back. It was wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I Does it, it look really different from like the American versions? It has a different art. It's just different art on the front of it. Um and you know, it's slightly mm-hmm. different in the inside. Oh, you have I'm that one too. Show it to you on the book. Yeah, I do. I yes. got it um when I was in high school and I still have it. I can show it to you. Mm, okay. The art styles I I like it a lot more than the American versions. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Um what else? Um, they're hot. They're hot and beautiful. They're so hot. Let's Everybody's talk so about hot. it. <laughs> Jacob Elordi. I'm traumatized by Jacob Elordi. That yeah. I'm, I'm mentally having a really hard time, like, wanting to see him in other things just yeah. because of how much he's traumatized me from Euphoria. Yep. Like, I really want to see Priscilla, but I also don't want to see it because he's in it, and I just feel like I'm going to not like his character, and yep. I'm just not going to like the movie because he's in it. Well, and you're I not feel supposed like... to like him in Priscilla. True, so. true. True, yeah. And I feel that's like that's kind true. of, like, he was a completely fine character in this, but I just, I don't know, Jacob Lord, like, I, I wasn't paying much attention to Jacob Lord, and, and you're, not, you're not really supposed to. It's, like, mostly about Barry Keegan, but it's, like, I don't know. Jacob Lord was in it, and I was like, eh. I'll watch it for Barry Keegan, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like care about Jacob Lordy. Um, he's a very attractive person. So like, it is he's he's got that magneticism to him that's getting him roles that are perfect for the type of person that he portrays. Right, rich, um, a little bit out of touch, a little bit mean. It's got it's got that, and I think this character honestly was rather sweet in a lot of ways. Not exactly the kind of villain that I per- I thought he was going to become. To me, it was... He he actually had this kind of softness to him that I, I enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I... Yeah, apparently he's super tall. He looks like it because, I mean, Barry... He's like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, he's like, he's like gargantuan, apparently. Let's see, like, Barry... <laughs> Barry is not, like, extremely short. Like, he is... Let's see... No, but he looks minuscule next to him in all oh, the interviews. Oh, yeah. Also, in, in all the interviews, they are so close to each other, and they are just staring lovingly into each other's eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, boys, just kiss. Uh, yeah, just kiss. that's what I'm saying. The oh fact God. that I didn't get a kiss in this movie, I feel a little I feel a little jilted. I feel You a did, little... but it was just one with blood on it. Not the one you wanted. It wasn't the kiss that you wanted. wanted. He kissed, you know, he like, he he took over um, the sister. He took over Farley. Like, but he he couldn't get Felix. And it's like, oh, you know, it, it is a little bit like he's reaching, he's obsessing. He cannot, you know, get, get to him. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. There was a time, mm-hmm. there was a moment in this movie that I was convinced everybody like that that this movie was going to become not him killing everyone but him having sex with everybody um that's where the, i was thinking he was gonna go like i was like everyone roseman yeah the dad Richard like Grant. everybody so like, there's gonna be an orgy in this movie yeah i and i wish there was i wish there was too so there's this movie that is called uh excuse me i cannot say it teorema teorema that's what it's called from 1968 it's this mm-hmm. pasolini movie that i watched in college and it's like this Italian film with this really hot family full of kids and, and adults, right? Parents. And this new guy comes in and he's played by Terrence Stamp. And 
he systematically has sex with every character in the movie. <laughs> and then he like leaves and they're all like distraught. Like, and this really, I can tell you that this is definitely one of the influences of this movie because it is like so, you know, they're really rich. They're, they have like lavish lifestyle. And this guy just comes in and just like destroys everything, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. by having sex with Let's everybody. Let's watch it. Yeah, it's uh yeah, the the other one. <laughs> the other uh we'll movie that that, that's based off of or you're going to look up uh Teorema. Yeah. I spell it T E O R E M A. Okay. Um another movie again, I think that there's a lot of influences here like I said Eyes Wide Shut, you you saw Talented Mr. Ripley, Teorema, um I think it also had a lot of vibes of Call Me By Your Name because I heard that <laughs> Timothy Chalamet was kind of eyed to be Barry Keegan's role in this. Um, it oh. would have been a, such a different kind of movie, I think. But yeah, it, it would have worked in a different way. And to me, it just had that kind of lackadaisy, lavish um, summer feeling, which is what you know, Call Me By Your Name has, and also the obsession that Elio has with Oliver is, you know, seen as, like, obviously, like, a kind of teen obsession, first love situation in that movie, where this movie tried to kind of take that and turn it and twist it into, like, the evil version, like, the the version where you're so obsessed and, and you want to take over and kill someone because you can't have them. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, great job, Emerald Fennel. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. We should definitely watch Promising Young Woman. Yeah. That movie. I can't so watch good. that movie again. I really like that one. It's so. You can't watch it again? That movie is so dis. Like. It's so uncomfortable for me in a good way, but I just can't watch it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too much. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, oh, I was going to say something else. Uh, what was it? Oh, I didn't like. This is the this is my critique of this movie. Towards the end, they had a a whole uh kind of exposé of like the things that he actually was behind. Like he planned it all. Let's just see him go through. It's kind of like the the knives out aspect of it where it's mm. like like this is how i did it yeah like, like oh he his fingers. Monologue. yes he actually had money he actually was there all along and it's like we know we watched this whole movie with you we we know he's planned this <laughs> like it's not like he didn't plan it he not we know like you didn't need to show us that's that's my one aspect that i didn't really like yeah or or by the end you just you assume like you you can kind of you can kind of repaint the picture yourself. It didn't need to be yeah pa- painting the picture for you. I mean, I always appreciate it because I definitely wasn't thinking ahead while watching this. Like I was like I was taking it in scene by scene, and I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then, and then I was like, okay. <laughs> so like, I, was just, I was just taking it in as it was as it was feeding the story to me. So like, I appreciate stuff like that because I have to be. I have to be in the right mental capacity to really think ahead. But, um, yeah, but I also think it can kind of cheapen it a little. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't know. I was okay with it. it Ultimately, didn't, I was okay it with didn't, it, too. It didn't add or take away anything. <laughs> I was just wondering the entire time, like, can is Elizabeth even cognizant? Like, is she in there? What's going on? What happened to her? What did he do to her? So... Yeah, know. he's also like kind of explaining to her, and you're like, "What's where are we in time here? Is he talking to like a cop? Is he talking to someone else? How old is he? Why does he look so different?" So there's that mystery throughout. There was a part of there was a part of the movie that I felt like was a was a dream sequence almost in a way. Do you do you know what scene I'm talking about? It was like after his birthday party or something. No, um, maybe it was. 
I just felt like it, it wasn't it wasn't filmed in any weird way, but like the things that were happening in the scene felt like they weren't actually happening. I'm trying to remember what it was. Hmm. I can't recall it. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It felt it felt kind of Maybe I think of a different movie. Yeah, maybe you are. Wait. <laughs> it might be a different movie. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Continue. Um, this was also produced by Margot Robbie. Um, oh. Yeah. She, I mean, That's she's fun. friends, obviously, with with Emerald, who was in Barbie as well. Also produced mm-hmm. by Margot. Casey just pointed to the new Mean Girls movie. I'm so excited for the new Mean Girls movie. <laughs> it's a musical. Yep. That's why I'm excited. It's going to be very fun. And also, I have a crush on Renee Rapp, so. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. She just did a music video with Megan The Stallion for the song that they made for the movie, and my God, those two have been blessed. <laughs> Bisexuals rise up. Um, But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had to be gay on Maine for a moment. Um, yeah. You're good. I'm excited to see that one, too. Um, anything else to say about this movie? Um, I enjoyed it. I think... I'm ex- I mean, I'm excited to see anything else Emerald Fennel comes out with. She did win the Best Screenplay Oscar for Promising Young Woman. I don't know if this mm-hmm. movie will get nominated for um that again but it might and it might get nominated for like cinematography costumes music um uh that i mean oh, emily can you think of anything else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're looking at a uh, emerald fennel's uh um what's it called imdb for filmography yes i i yeah. mean i watched yeah. the crown she's in that uh, called the midwife one of my favorite shows she's also in that yeah, we saw that she was a writer for Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love Killing Eve. Yeah. So. I haven't seen that. I've heard it's really good, though. Wait, go down. <laughs> go up again. Uh, stop. Never mind. Okay. Oh. She's writing She a... She did something for Bad Cinderella, and I'm like, oh, never mind. Don't like that. She's writing a movie. Music video writer. I believe it's a remake, and it's called Zatanna. What That's, is? She's uh, Emerald is writing a movie, and it's called Zatanna. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. I I'm not a hundred percent sure what is going on in this. It was ooh, no idea. My God, magical powers! It's a comic book. Oh. Okay. Oh wait, that looks familiar. That uh. sounds familiar. Hmm. Zatanna. Googling. Zatanna Zatara. Yeah, I, <laughs> I inadvertently dressed as this person for Halloween once. What? <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's a it's a DC character. Okay, she's like oh a magician. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's like a magician superhero. <laughs> That's insane. Who needs pants? That's fun. Yeah, she's got Love fishnets. It. And a and a leotard. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. covered. Mm-hmm. She's good. She mm-hmm. just got ex- no chafing you know, there. Fun legs. <laughs> with some fun fishnets. Legs on her. <laughs> she's got fun legs. Yeah, her legs are fun. <laughs> All right. Should I look at these plot keywords? Did we ever take a break? No, well, uh, let's take one now. Okay. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, we are back. All right, let's take a look at these plot keywords. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, oh. Well, okay. So, okay. This is so the, what we got. The plot keywords we've got. Um, key phrases, basically, not keywords. Oh my god. We've got a drinking someone's bathwater, uh-huh. drug use, male full frontal nudity, male masturbation, and a college student. What other movies have uh, drinking someone's bathwater? I'm very. Curious. I know. It's just salt burn. <laughs> it's just look at you. Just you super. single-handedly wow. started a plot key phrase. Love that. Oh, oh my job, god, I'm, I'm actually shocked. That is crazy. See, but that's not even rare. You can buy that on eBay at any time. Or someone's bathwater. Y- yes, dude. This is a legit thing for a lot of sex workers. Okay. They will, they will can their their bathwater and sell it online. Yeah, maybe not eBay, but um, you know what it places. was. There's lots of websites for Facebook that. Marketplace. You know what it was that that got me <laughs> was not the fact that he was drinking the bathwater because to me that was fine. It didn't really gross me out. It was the fact that he was like, like guzzling the like hole to like <laughs> you know drain. the actual like. He was like basically the licking the drain, which is just a really mm-hmm. gross place. Like I didn't really if you just like sucked it out of the side, like I wouldn't you know, if it was like a regular to me the drain hole is just such a gross bacteria ridden spot. It's like Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a drain hole. Like it's ugh, like you know, cockroaches yeah. can come up that. You know, it's like I don't I don't want to suck that. It's just it's you know what I mean? Like that's really what <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's those really two, what got me. Those those two scenes really grossed me out a little bit because it was like you're ingesting something that. it's just it. The water itself is fine. It, it's fine, but it like I'm saying, but of course the it's supposed to kind of mimic you know that the asshole. It's supposed to be like a. I get it, but it's still disgusting. Like when it's it's the actual drain, you know, like the drain hole. People eat ass. <laughs> I and you know people people. They but what else I was trying to say is that an asshole is cleaner than a shower. Yes, body. yes, it can, it, I absolutely am. it can be. That it is what I'm trying to say. Can be. That does not. Yeah. That I don't but care. From like, straight men, probably not. No, 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 <laughs> not, no, not in Perhaps that instance. Not, not to use stereotypes on the podcast, but if the situation is, it should be cleaner than a drain. <laughs> It, uh, yeah, day. it totally should. Yes, it should like, be. Yes, a bidet, all your body's filth folks. goes into that. Like, I, it, it's not even just that. It's like, like I said, like cockroaches can come up that. Like, it's, it's like, ugh. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm moving on to That's the critic so reviews. I'm, I'm moving on. Okay. Uh, this movie got a 61 Metascore, which got 29 positive, 22 mixed, and two negative reviews. We have a few 100s here. We have three. Ooh. That's really good. The lowest one is a 25. You know, it is rare that some movies get a 100 and then the lowest is a 25. That is the most, I mean, what an expansive dichotomy. A lot of 50s, dude. A lot of 50s. So, Emily, would you like to read the lowest? Excuse you, San Francisco Chronicle. All right. I love reading the the, the negatives because yeah. I'm a negative person, so uh, <laughs> I like to read the negatives. Um, so San Francisco Chronicle gave it a 25. Saltburn is a remarkable combination of smart and stupid. Its problem is that it's superficially smart and deeply stupid. It's clever and amusing in 20 different ways, and, and when it really matters, it descends into ridiculousness. Oh, yeah, my. and what of it? Yeah. 
I mean, See, I wanted a bit more ridiculousness. I didn't want yeah. gross. I'm gagging like scenes, which those were fine. Like it's like I understand why they were there and they were purposeful, but it's just like I don't know. I wanted I wanted something real batshit to happen. Yeah, I was just a little I was just a little underwhelmed. What would have been enough batshit for you though? <sighs> Use your imagination. Oh God, it, the movie. Um, Ready or not, kind of does this well as as well. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It is I've the main it. character is getting Ooh. married, <laughs> and she has to like thought of fight off this murderous family that has a ritual where they have to kill. Them. Are yeah. you listening to me? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, like a ritual. Yeah, that that'd be that'd be good. That's yeah, like, like ready or not, into, like that witchy aspect of it. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a, a scary witch ritual. And, and if they don't or... murder someone on this night. The, or like on their wedding night, if they don't kill them, they basically all die. So it, that movie is yeah. really like it is fun. It is really really crazy. Like I definitely think we should watch it. Oh, this is a movie. What movie is that? Yeah, Ready it's called not. Ready or okay. Not with Samara Weaving. Oh yes. Oh. oh yeah, I wanted to watch that one. That one looked fun. It is. I've fun. already seen it. I don't want to watch it again. There's <laughs> some body horror aspects of it that mm-hmm. I did not enjoy. Mm, yeah. Mm. It's pretty horrifying. Um, I'm going to read this 50 from Washington Post. It says, If Fennel doesn't quite stick the landing, if her story of striving, sexual obsession, class resentment, and revenge ultimately feels puny and predictable, she certainly has fun getting there. I agree with that. Yeah. What What was the idea that you had, Emily? So, I wanted, I wanted Oliver and Felix to get together Maybe, maybe Felix's murder mm-hmm. happens like while they're having sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just oh. like in the most in the most amazingly gruesome way. 100%. I mean, I was kind of expecting that when like, I wanted to see the murders. I wanted to see them. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting that when he when he snuck into Farley's bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that scene with Farley. It I was, did too. It was very good. Like, it was going to be good. So uncomfortable. I, yes. No, I very much enjoyed that. <laughs> that was so <laughs> funny. It was hilarious. It was so good. And then with them at karaoke. Oh. Yeah, it was so good, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Harley was great. The guy that plays him is so funny. Yeah, he was really good. I liked him a lot. Um, Read the Washington Post. Okay. Any other ones, Alessandra? Um, Casey can pick one if they want. Okay. Did you want to? Yeah, go down to Consequence. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, where my yeah. brother works. <laughs> yep, Exactly. Um, rated at a 58. It's... Ooh, a new person. Yeah, Normally Clint. Have, Who's um... Clint? We've seen, we've seen him before, but Liz usually does a lot of the movies that we talk about, but we yeah. haven't seen him mm-hmm. before. Gotcha. Um, so they say, it's steamy and transgressive in a straightforward way, an in-your-face bacchanal of sex and violence of the kind Fennel so delights in depicting. But as the film barrels towards its bonkers but highly predictable mm. twist... The shine on Saltburn begins to fade. That is yeah, exactly how I feel. <laughs> but I had fun with it. Yeah, And it's so fun. I feel like all these reviews are so subjective. Like, I could read that and still be like, yeah, it's a 90. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, we yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. We we often agree. I mean, we don't usually agree totally with the, like, bottomist ones. But we usually agree with, oh, yeah. like, the, the middle grounds that have some kind of, you know pretty good critique it, it's it depends yeah sometimes <laughs> yeah the very bottom reviews and the very top reviews are never very like substantial they're like that was bad or like that was a very enjoyable movie for 2023 or like a 2024 <laughs> it was like cool great do you have anything else you want to say about it no no nope. you okay. you're giving us nothing nope so it's like definitely the middle ground like where people actually took the time to pick the number they wanted to give mm-hmm. <laughs> to give the movie. Mm-hmm. They put a bit more time into their blurbs. Yeah. Yeah, like 58. That's such a subjective number. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Alright, let's go look at these 100s. Yes. Okay, I still know one. Okay, here we go. So we've got The Observer, The Telegraph, or Entertainment Weekly. Um... <laughs> I'm going to do The Observer. Um, gorgeously photographed by Linus Sandring, Sandgren. 
that's a name, Sandgren. Um, it's both beautifully directed and cleverly written by British Oscar winner Emerald Fennell, who follows her highly regarded promising young woman with a film of even more staggering impact. I wouldn't say more. Mm. I feel like promising young woman had a had a had a pretty had a pretty staggering impact on me. Yeah, fuck the men that fuck with you. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 I liked this one I'll better. I'll never get tired of that. I like this one better what? because I felt it was just more fun. Like, Promising Young Woman That's is... True. Promising Young Woman is a bit... Is, is a lot darker. It is a lot it's darker. It's pretty dark. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This one... This one, this, one, this one was a bit more lighthearted. And if we little, really want to go that far. Bit, yeah, this movie ended yeah. with Barry Keegan dancing alone in a castle naked at the end. Yeah. Like... It sure I, did. I don't... I mean, that's exactly what I want to see. I don't know. I mean... I don't know about you, but I I did enjoy that. So <laughs> I did too. Uh, it was very I, funny. It's great. It's so fun. And it's just like, I don't know why we don't have more naked people in movies. So I really enjoy when there's a naked man that's just dancing around on my screen. Of course. It's because, did you know that there's an argument being made right now for like there not to be like having any sort of sex scenes in shows and movies right now in the U.S.? Like, that is a conversation that is happening. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of actors... Jesus Christ. Are, a lot of actors are That's kind of resisting it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that man may have died for your sins, but he did not die for you to be... For the right to be naked on screen. Uh, Apparently. Yeah. Um, like I said, a lot of actors are feeling and kind of using their powers, obviously, as... as as performers to decide not to do sex scenes in any way. Yeah. Um, and it's totally within their right to do that. So it totally makes 100%. sense. And I think it's part, I think it's yeah. part of that conversation as well. That's true. I'm talking more on the lines of viewers thinking that we need to make that go away. Yeah. Just further mm -hmm. censoring stuff, yeah. whether it's what the actual, all of the populace wants I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming you were saying. Yeah. Just further censoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All about that censorship. Mm-hmm. Well, is that all we have to say about Sulper? Yeah. This poster's kind of trippy. I'm, like, looking at it. Yeah, I like it, too. It's fun. It's a little, like, disorienting. All right. Well, that was... I wanted to see what the what the tagline was for this. I feel like it's different. We're all about to lose our minds. That's what the poster says. But the tagline There's another the one that says said, don't get lost. That's that's another one as well. Oh, I'm seeing a beautifully wicked tale of privilege and desire. Okay. Yeah, the don't get lost oh, one is on a different trivia? One. Oh, we even look at trivia. The Minotaur statue was designed using Barry Keegan's body as a reference. Wow. Nice. Ooh, that's cool. And Rosamund Pike Rosamund lived Pike in the Sulphur lived... House while filming. Oh my place. gosh, it is that's a... so fun. It's a, a, a private residence, this house. Like, it's not even like a, I think it's not even like a, um, it's not open to public like it is a Chatsworth house or something. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it's, so it's, it's an actual place that, that people currently live in. Mm hmm Yeah. Mm. Let's see. Um Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jacob Elordi is the reason why Barry Keegan got the role. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Just like the fact that Barry was like, maybe I should have sex with a grave. Makes more sense. He's like, let's try it. Let's see how it works. I want to try something. Can I get a close set for the afternoon? I just want to try something. Yeah. No, it it was a natural, like, he took off a shirt and I was like, oh, this is, he's going to have sex with this grave. Like, See, I knew what happen. was coming and I was like both watching the screen and also watching Emily. <laughs> that, that, scene, that scene didn't bother me as much. Nothing could have bothered you more than the period scene. That one really, that one really messed me up. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want, I didn't want my eyeballs 
to see this today. <laughs> and now they have. And there's no going back. Huh. Okay. Shot in 48 days. All right. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty fast. That's really fast. That's crazy. Um. Oh, also All the right. the guy who was the teacher at the beginning that was kind of like the um i guess it was the professor or somebody who was meeting with oliver and and also uh farley he was like oh yeah a kind of admirer obsessor of farley's mother who was part of this family as well and it kind of mirrored the, right. the obsession yeah oh i totally what was forgot that about? about that scene yeah why was he getting tutored privately with farley I think it's part How do we of make that happen. I think it's just part of the it's like a intimate session like you do them to try to get your grades up. You have to read your essays in person and they they grade them, you know, in person. I think that's something that they do at Oxford. I'm not really sure. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or could it be I mean, I don't know. Farley obviously wasn't a um a scholarship student, but like but Oliver was. Mm-hmm. Not sure if that's something that like. But was he? Um, no. I think he just got in on his know. own merit. I <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. We we never learned because we learned that he did have wealth. Like his family's house was huge. The um, and nice. That's true. It was. It was something one of the girls said. The girls said like, "Oh, he's a scholarship student. I don't want to hang out with him." Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's just because he was wearing the whole time. He was wearing like clothes from Oxfam and stuff like that. Like. That made the people act like he was lower class than them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, his mother was played by an actress that was also in Call to Midwife. So I wonder if uh, Emerald Fennel was like, hey. <laughs> hey, what's up? Let's get everyone in here. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have to say. Sorry, we kept bringing things up. I just kept remembering things. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but I think that is all we have to say about Saltburn. If you enjoyed that episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and IMDb. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. If you want to email us, please do that at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our social media. We have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. And we have merch. So please check that out. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll definitely hear more from Casey in the future. And uh, and in the past, because I'm in past episodes. And in the past. <laughs> <laughs> the past. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.